When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. And now you've got Kajula looking for the activating nurse. He's got him to win it. Nurse shoots and scores! Riley takes the snap, settles into the pocket. He's got some time. Now he's going deep, looking down the sidelines. Oh, what a catch! And that's going to be a touchdown all the way to the end zone for Darrell Walker. An absolute bomb. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6:30, Chad. Into the weekend we go. Eskimos football tomorrow. 12.30 countdown to kickoff game at 2 as they visit Ottawa. Oilers hockey on Sunday. 4.30 faceoff show game at 6 as they continue the preseason against the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers pulling away from the Jets for a 7-3 victory last night. Connor McDavid with 4 points. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with a couple of goals. And how about Ty Ratty? He continues to post points in the preseason. 5 last night. He's looking good. The hardworking summer he had looks like it's paid off so far. You can let me know your thoughts at 780-496-0060 you can also text 63630. You'll hear from Ty Ratty in a couple of minutes. Also an interesting post-game comment from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And did you hear about Milan Lucic changing his stick in the hope to bang in a few more goals close to the net? We'll get to all that. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with Southern Classics and other tasty treats. Salivate over the menu at North chickenyeg.com Before we get to some Oilers comments, your quarterback Mike Riley looking ahead to tomorrow's game and the rivalry that has built up between the Eskimos and Red Blacks in recent years. Yeah, we played a lot of football against each other um, over the last couple of years with the Grey Cup in, in 15 obviously and then the, the East Final in 16. Um, usually I'm playing Eastern team twice in a season and, and we played Ottawa more than we played any other Eastern team and obviously been some very big games um, you know, in games that have come down to the wire, uh, you know, I, I don't recall there being that many games that were separated more than, you know, a single score, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I want to say it was, was it 16 where it went to overtime at the, the, for the home opener? Uh, yeah. I think it was the yeah. very first game of the season, you know, sure. the game before that we'd played them in the Grey Cup and then the very next time we see them is, is going to overtime and they beat us, you know, yeah. so it, it's gone back and forth. Um, for whatever reason, our teams match up really well against each other for it to be an exciting game and, you know, I expect tomorrow to be no different. And we will have a full preview of the game later on this hour with Dave Campbell, part of our 6.30 Chad broadcast crew. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's snowed. 
My goodness, it's 6.09. My name is Reed Wilkins. Happy you could tune in this evening. We will also keep an eye on the Oil Kings home opener, 7 o'clock against Red Deer at Rogers Place. In the Canadian Football League, starting right away, Montreal at Winnipeg, Alouettes 3-9. and nine. Winnipeg now down to 5-7 and seven as they have lost four in a row. Don't forget about the Golden Bears football game tonight at 7 at Foot Field. They're hosting Manitoba. Bears looking for their first win of the season. Tomorrow at 7 at Clark, the Wildcats host the winless Calgary Colts in Prairie Football Conference action and 1 o'clock on Sunday, the 3-1 and Huskies will take on 2-2 two and two Winnipeg Huskies running back Brant Burzuk will check in later on tonight. He's the leading rusher in PFC. But of course the man of the hour, the man of the preseason, and we'll see if we're still talking about him in glowing terms in oh, four to eight weeks. But Ty Ratty stealing the show in the Oilers preseason. Centering pass, Ratty gave way. And Chason unable to tuck it around the left pad of goaltender Comrie. But then a centering pass from Marodi connects. And it's flipped home by Ty Ratty. Yeah, things are feeling real good. I think obviously we wish it was regular season and those points counted. But uh, uh, it's still a nice one. It's still a nice confidence booster. And, and uh, our team played well tonight. And I thought our line clicked all night too. Larson up the gut with a pass into the skates of McDavid. Playing here in the final minute, 20. Fending off Tucker Pullman, pulling up right corner center. One-timer score! Ty Ratty, a five-point night! I think I just have a pretty good grasp of understanding what 97 and 93 are doing. I think uh, they're the best with the puck, so why not give them the puck and, and go to the net and get open, find the open space. So, uh, like I said, tonight worked, and hopefully it continues to work. I like to think of myself as a smart enough player to, to know that uh, best chance to score, they should have the puck, and, and uh, if they have the puck, get open because they're going to beat someone. All right, so uh, a little bit from Ty Ratty. His two goals last night also added three assists. Only played just over 10 minutes, so a pretty good point-per-minute ratio last night. And uh, he does have three of his four goals in the preseason without Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, but of course the counter-argument is uh, let's see that uh, if he can do it once the season gets rolling and he's facing tougher competition. Not a great Winnipeg Jets lineup last night. Uh, I mean, they had a couple pretty good defensemen in. They had one of their four NHL lines in the game, but uh, a bunch of prospects and minor leaguers after that. It wouldn't surprise me if that's the type of lineup the Oilers sent to Winnipeg when they play on Sunday. Darcy texting 630-630. He says, read any fan who is still doubting Ty Ratty needs to wake up. Even if he doesn't get a ton of points in the regular season, he's proven he can check and keep pucks alive for McDavid and Nuge. He belongs on that line. That's a text to 630-630. Well, one thing that he has been uh, complimented for by his uh, teammates so far through the preseason and head coach Todd McClellan has brought it up as well is his board work and his checking. And that's where it all starts in hockey a lot of the time is can you keep plays alive? Can you delay what the other team wants to do? Can you be competitive? Uh, can you play heavy on the puck? And, and Raddy seems determined to do that. And as he referenced in those clips you heard there, he's, uh, you know, he's aware of where Nugent Hopkins and McDavid are going on the ice. He tries to simplify it, get them the puck when they need it. Uh, get them the puck when they're open, dump it in if it's not there, and, and work to areas to get shots away. Uh, sounds uh, you know sounds simple. Every player would love to do it. Some guys have been able to do it with McDavid. Other guys haven't. I mean, uh, Patrick Maroon has a career year playing with McDavid. Other players who have been brought in 
uh, in hope of, of playing with McDavid, whether you want to look at Lucic or Strom or, or you know, even uh, Eberle had shots there. Uh, a lot of them, it hasn't worked out that great or or they just haven't been able to stay there for a long time. Uh, we'll see what happens with Raddy. Another text here to 630-630. This one is from Brandon. Bit of a different opinion from the earlier text. Brandon says, uh, another preseason of hope for the Oilers that is sure to end in crushing disappointment. Ty Ratty has never been able to stick in the NHL, and he won't now. It's a man's game in the regular season, and he's never been able to play it. That is a text from Brandon coming into uh, 630-630. Well, look, I, 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 I get the naysaying. We're going to have to ride this out with Ratty. Pretty good dozen games late last regular season against a variety of competition. The Oilers played some teams like Florida, for example, that were in a playoff hunt trying to stay stay alive. The games meant something. They they finished the season with a with a couple of late games against Vancouver. Those games didn't mean much for either team. Can he produce night after night, 82 games, heavy grind, you know, aggressive, tough defenseman, always out on the ice against you? Uh, I I get it. But I, I do think he's taken a step. I do think he's matured. He said he worked hard in the off season, um, and, and I'd sooner talking. I'd be sooner talking about Ratty producing against lower caliber competition than talking about him not doing much. And then you're sitting there all great. So he knew he had this chance, and he's not coming in and embracing it. But you know, uh, fair comment by Brent. Hey, what's the best indicator of future performance? Past performance. Now, you know, Raddy's past performance has told us that, that he's not going to stick around in the NHL. Uh, but there's always that but, right? There's always that guys who take a, guys who take a step. You can text 63630, the phone number 780496. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 0063. Last year, such a huge disappointment for the Oilers. And uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins rolled into this comment during his post-game interview with Jack and Bob. Well, I think uh, better than any other year. We came in with a hard-working, good, uh, serious mentality. Uh, um, basically, from the start of September, even before camp started, we were skating together. Uh, they're good skates, intense skates, and we started battling and stuff. So, uh, really, so, more so than any other year. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, we just uh, at the end of the last year, we kind of talked about it. We wanted to come in and um, just make sure that we felt good already before camp even started. And I think that's kind of the way it's been going. And I mean, tonight, I don't know if I've ever felt that good first uh, preseason game of any year so I mean I think that just goes to show if uh, um, if you can get into game shape right away it uh, goes a long way. All right well that's a, an interesting comment from Nugent Hopkins and again it's one of those maybe in three weeks we'll just forget about but it, a lot of players have referenced anger irritation about last season uh, reference maybe being a little too high on themselves going into last year and uh, Nugent Hopkins pointing out there that they were trying to address that going into this year and uh, treat even the preseason workouts, uh, uh, the preseason skating, the informal sessions or whatever they're called, uh, a little more uh, a little more seriously than they might have last year. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come there, what Nuge was saying. We will see. 
Oh, John texting in, having some fun tonight. Well, why not? It's Friday. He says if Friday can keep up that five-point-per-game pace, he should finish the year with 410 points. Is that unrealistic? If so, what's a more realistic point total? 250? Yes, John, thank you. To put, put Raddy down for 250. Dave Leppard says, Reed, I'm happy about Raddy's preseason success, but also skeptical about how it will carry into the NHL season. Uh, who would be your selection for the next chance to play on the McDavid and Nuge line? I'll tell you what, Dave, uh, I think it might be, uh, I think that it might be Kyler Yamamoto. I think Yamamoto will probably start the season in the AHL, and if there is uh, someone on the right side who falters a little bit, whether it's Reader or Pugliarvi or Raddy or whoever, uh, I would think Yamamoto will get the call-up. Eric on the line. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, brother. How you doing? Good. How you doing tonight? Yeah, good. Good. Listen, um... Everyone in Edmonton and all the Oilers Nation, like, we always look forward to the beginning of the season. I mean, it's hockey season. It's like Christmas. It's awesome. And I love it. I absolutely love it. But I'd like to ask you a a question. Like, don't you think this is a do-or-die season for us? Like, we cannot afford to have a season like we had last season. Because the fans, let's face it, um, my family's had season's tickets since 1979. You know, and all the other fans, I mean, let's face it, it's a lot of money to go out and and, be, and basically be kicked in the, you know what? Do you think it's a do-or-die situation for the boys? Do I think that the fans are going to stop supporting the team if they have a bad year? My answer is no. I think some fans will. Well, I, I don't I, think the fan. I mean, they've missed Eric. They've missed the playoffs eleven out of twelve years. They've been terrible. Yeah, I know. They've been the 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 Oilers are one of the worst pro franchises in North America over the last twelve years. They are down there yeah. with the Browns and the who's ever stunk the Seventy Sixers and all those teams. That's how bad yeah. they've been. Absolutely, but so I don't think the fans. I, I think it's a do or die season for McClellan and Shirelli. Sure. I agree 100%. 100%. Like, and if heads do roll this season, who do you think are going to roll other than management? Well, think I, we'll think, I think if they start really bad six weeks in, I think it'd be Todd first. I agree 100%. And I, I, I don't necessarily, I don't know if I would agree with that because I, I continue to believe Todd's a very good coach, but I, I think... Oh, he's, he's awesome. I mean, probably, I love him. Prob- I, I walk over broken guy. glass for the man. Sorry, say that again? I would walk over broken glass for the coach. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good man. He I just, I don't understand like what, what happened last season, but last season is last season. Now it's this season, but it's to me it's like do or die. Like my family and I, like we um, we split our season's tickets, and for the first time in the history of my family since '79, we're talking about if they don't do well, we're not going to re up. Yeah, well, you're not the you're not the first person. I, I mean, I know there are some people who didn't renew over the last couple of years because uh, you know they got tired of. Not just missing the playoffs, but not 
being anywhere near the playoff cut line near near the end of the season. I hope it doesn't come to that, Eric. Thanks for calling, okay, buddy? Yeah, God bless you. Okay, 620. We'll take a quick timeout inside sports on Chet. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. 24 minutes after 6, football tomorrow, 1230 countdown to kickoff. Game at 2. Two seven and five teams will meet Edmonton in Ottawa. Dave Campbell will have a preview in the next half hour. We'll get to a little bit from Milan Lucic as we move along tonight. And Jack Michaels will uh, check in later in the show to talk some Oilers preseason and his Cleveland Browns finally winning a game for the first time since Christmas Eve 2016. Uh, this texter says, uh, man, it gets tiring listening to these negative Oilers fans. If they don't like the team, then pick another team to cheer for. And Mike says uh, to our last caller, Eric, he says, Hey, Eric, let me save you the time and money. I'll buy your season seats off you right now. No one in their right mind would drop their season tickets while McDavid is here. Please. That is for Mike to 630, 630. Could we we open up some kind of like like a bartering station? Oh, uh, we like got to watch that. What, you, what am I, the word I'm looking for? Swap and shop? Yeah, we'd have like a swap and shop on Inside Sports. Oh. So somebody could be like, yeah, I got my tickets. Oh, I'm going to give you this much. Like, we'd keep a cut, obviously. <laughs> like, we obviously. 110%. We'd skim a little bit off the top. 200%. <laughs> we'd be like, we'd be like, you know, like StubHub or Kijiji. We'd be Kawilki. That's what we call it. Kawilki. I like it. And we'd... we'd We'd help people exchange goods and services. <laughs> that sounds creepy. <laughs> you want to exchange some goods and services? Listen to Inside Sports. No, we're not going to do that. What we are going to do is take a break for the news and the weather. Because I know you want to know how much it's going to snow over the next few days. Dave Campbell will check in from Ottawa where they had a weather incident this afternoon. And we'll keep you updated on that CFL game between Montreal and Winnipeg. That is about to start. Oh, and we have NHL preseason scores. Flyers lead the Islanders 1-0 second period. Hurricanes up 3-1 on the Caps after 1. 2-1 Ottawa over Chicago after 1. Maple Leafs lead the Sabres 3-1 after 1. In the first period, Flames up 1-0 on the Jets. Blues up 1-0 on Columbus. And Lightning up 1-0 on the Preds. When you're cold... This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. They're running out onto the field in Winnipeg. Blue Bombers taking on the Alouettes. Of course, we'll keep you updated. Golden Bears football half an hour away from kickoff at foot as they meet Manitoba. The Golden Bears hockey team preseason action tonight in Athabasca. They are playing Augustana at 7 tonight, and then a Nate McEwen combined team at four tomorrow afternoon uh james says uh, read great plan on that swap and shop you can treat kellen to some northern chicken with the profits it's not a bad idea kellen i'll work for food <laughs> absolutely <laughs> gonna get you a t-shirt for christmas we'll work <laughs> for food absolutely uh this texter says ticket ma- master takes 10 percent 
off of me to resell them and adds $38 per ticket and fees to the buyer. So I'm down for your swap and shop system, Reed. And uh, this texter says, Reed, I have something for swap and shop. Three teenagers for whatever I can get. Maybe some patience, sanity, peace and quiet, anything. I will take it. Oh, some parental frustration on the text line. Uh, But I'm not sure if we've received a better parental advice text in the history of inside sports than this one. And uh, for any of you who listen regularly, you know that uh, I I do not have children, I'm not married, and I'm really the uh, world's oldest teenager. So I can't give this person advice, but maybe some of you out there with kids can help. And I thought, "Ah, do I read this text or not? But no, I think I'm going to read it because I hope many of you will laugh. uh, I'm laughing just uh, thinking about reading it. This is an actual text I got. This texter says, The Oilers games on TV, they have 10 commercials for Trojan condoms and vaginal cream. How do I explain to my boys what the product is for? There's no better segue to bring Dave Campbell onto the show. Hey, Dave. Are you kidding? I have to come off that? (laughs) I did. I did that on purpose, just just to make it really weird for you. <laughs> well, mission accomplished. adding the text line to talk radio shows has been uh, the, one of the most adventurous things I've ever experienced in my career. Uh, we have a lot, like for inside sports, we have a lot of incredibly uh, funny people who text in. A lot of witty people. Uh, I mean, James wrote in tonight. Yakushev writes in. We got frustrated fan. We got Jeremy from Glendon. We got Dave Leppard. I'm missing a whole bunch of uh, loyal ones. Uh, that individual, though, that's a, that's a nominee for text of the year. And you can offer advice back to that listener by texting yourself at six thirty six thirty. Dave, I'm not going to ask you for your advice. Uh, we're going to actually start on a much more serious topic with you. You uh, were in Ottawa for this. Uh, uh, tornado, did it, did it actually get es- excla- uh, escalated to an actual warning today? Yeah, it did. It did, yep. Uh, it was, uh, this morning we uh, were under a severe thunderstorm watch, and then it changed to a tornado watch uh, around, uh, say around the lunch hour here, and then uh, as we were just leaving the stadium, it got upgraded to a tornado warning. And there, there was definite signs that the uh, weather was coming in at the stadium, and we were waiting for the Edmonton Eskimos to arrive, and they were a half an hour late getting out of Edmonton, which, uh, judging by the pictures, wasn't a fun day in Edmonton today. Um, and uh, they arrived in uh, in Ottawa, and they arrived at TD Place Stadium, and that's when the wind started to pick up, and I was talking to the officials from the Eskimos, and they said it was a bit of a bumpy ride down uh, into Ottawa, but everyone was okay. And then once we got back to the hotel, it was about uh, it was about four, three thirty, four o'clock, I think, uh, closer to four. And then uh, got back in the room, and then probably a, a half an hour later is when the winds really started to pick up. The rain picked up, uh, the lightning uh, really started to intensify. And then I would probably say about an hour later it was over. But during that time, uh, the uh, uh, tornado had ripped through uh, a community near Ottawa. It's about 35 kilometers northwest of downtown Ottawa called Dunrobin, and three homes were leveled, and there were several uh, incidents as far as, uh, you know, uh, emergency responders having to respond to people, uh, uh, you know, being injured, uh, trapped in houses, trapped in cars, trapped in basements, and, uh, you know, uh, damage from debris. 
and then it ripped into uh, the, the storm, unfortunately, which included a tornado, ripped into the Gatineau area as well. So um, we the, the, the worst that we got, like I said, the wind, the rain, the power went out briefly in downtown, on, uh, downtown Ottawa, but then it came back about a couple minutes later. Uh, I know the airport shut down for a while. So uh, now it's just uh, the tornado, uh, a tornado watch was issued about an hour and a half ago. It just ended about 15 minutes ago. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's a muggy night here. It's still pretty warm. It's well over 20 degrees here. But uh, unfortunately, a uh, tornado did rip through the, uh, the some communities in Ottawa and in Gatineau, uh, and that's unfortunate. Okay, well, that's uh, that's tough and obviously scary. And uh, you know, Edmonton reminded of uh, you know a pretty tough day about thirty years ago. Uh, but tomorrow uh, should be what about mid-teens tomorrow for the game? Yep, yep. Uh, cloudy, maybe maybe some sun, but uh, hopefully no rain. I've been through enough rain games here in Ottawa, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be decent weather. It, it, it's it's weird weather here too. I know some people might be rolling their eyes in Edmonton going, it snowed here, stupid. And I go, yes, I know that. But this morning it was really cool uh, to the point where, I mean, you, you needed a nice, you know, warm jacket to walk around. Then it got, you know, then it rained and then it got really warm and really muggy. And then we got the big storm and tonight it's supposed to get back down to about nine degrees. So it's a weird kind of weather thing, but it's supposed to get up to the mid-teens. Should be a good day tomorrow. Okay. Well, interesting game. Both teams 7-5. and five. Both teams with some uh, really solid, impressive wins on their resumes for this season. Both teams with uh, some, some real downer and, and almost unexpected losses on their resumes as well. But for the Eskimos, the big addition to the roster has to be Martise Jackson. Uh, give me a little sense of his uh, his skill set, Dave. And I, as a follow-up to that, why do you think Toronto was willing to part, part with him? Well, I, I think in the Canadian Football League, it's all about, when, especially when you're talking about American talent, it's always about who's behind, you know, the starter, who's behind the guy that's handling, you know, who, you know handling the, the uh, starting role or in this case, a kick return role. And if they see someone that uh, can be just as good for maybe a cheaper price or is a bit younger, then they're willing to part ways with that person. I mean, you got to be pretty special, and you got to be almost, you know, uh, 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 for sure a level above, maybe two levels above uh, the the next in line. And if, if, if an organization sees a similar skill set to the player that they have, they're willing to part ways with that player. So it's surprising to say that about Marquise Jackson. And, you know, I think when you look at the returners around the league, um, you know, I think now he's probably a top three returner. Um, I think he might be the best returner behind a Chris Rainey, for example, uh, with mm-hmm. BC Lions. But, uh, you know, guys are expendable. And, I mean, Chris Rainey was on the uh, market apparently a couple weeks ago, and the Eskimos did kick the tires on Chris Rainey uh, as well. So, um, but, it's it is a little strange, and I know a lot of fans say, "Well, how come that player got let go so easily?" It's not necessarily that that player is always, you know, a, a problem child or uh, or uh, not good. It's just a product of the the teams are always all teams are always going to look at maybe the cheaper, younger option, and the Argos think they have one. And I don't know who he is, to be honest with you, but obviously they made the deal, okay. and, uh, and they feel comfortable with whoever whoever's left. And is uh, is Mar- Jackson's just under contract for this season, isn't he? I believe so. That's okay. correct. Yeah, yeah. I know that sometimes they, they don't announce a lot of contracts, but I can't see the Eskimos getting him for a relatively 
I don't want to say low price, but moderate, you know, moderate price if he was uh, signed for another year for sure. Dave Campbell joining us from Ottawa. Eskimos at Red Blacks. They'll start tomorrow at 2. Our coverage will begin at uh, at 12.30. Eskimos coming off their bye week. Uh, I know I had your, your interview and your highlight pack with Duke Williams on earlier in the week, so uh, so he's good to go. Uh, you know, Walker's coming back later in the season. Uh, what's going on with C.J. Gable, though, the running back? He's, uh, he's ready to go, and uh, he could have played uh, in the rematch game against the Calgary Stampeders, but uh, Jason Moss elected uh, you know, on a short week. He's been dealing with something that's been bothering him for, for uh, a couple of games or so uh, prior to, uh, to the uh, uh, rematch game, and he said, you know what, I'm just going to take the opportunity now to rest him. i got a bye week coming up, so that's why he went with Shaq Cooper over C.J. Gable. I'm sure if it was a playoff game, he would have played. Okay. Um, so, you know, C.J., uh, obviously, you know, C.J. is an interesting fellow. You know, he's a, he's a good guy, uh, but you can definitely tell he's got a real big chip on his shoulder at times, and I think that motivates him. And coming from Hamilton, where he felt that he was, and he was, underutilized, uh, and I think even on the Eskimos, when he is used more, I mean, there, he thinks probably there are situations that, he should get the ball in his hand. So I think he just plays with that chip on his shoulder and that motivates him. But, you know, he's a valuable member of that offense. And he's not having the, the, the flash like he had uh, last year when he came to the Eskimos. But I think it's been efficient uh, and it's been, uh, it's been productive enough. Uh, I think they want to see if they can get more from him. And I think this is the time of year, obviously, where you see the running backs really come to fruition here and, and really factor in offenses. And plus, you're playing a defense that's uh, coached by Noel Thorpe um, and one of the best defensive coordinators in the league, and you need a CJ Gable to go in and block and, and pick up blitzes and, and pick up pressures and, and know where they're coming from. So CJ Gable's uh, uh, presence will be definitely very valuable. Dave, what worries you most about the Ottawa Red Blacks? I think it's, and even though he's had a, a bit of a down year, um, Trevor Harris has the ability to beat you deep, mm-hmm. right? And he's got. Uh, you know, he's got Deontay Spencer, who's a burner. Um, Greg Ellingson's not having the type of year that he had, um, you know, previously, uh, like last year. He was, I believe, the second leading receiver in the league behind Brandon Zilstra. But, you know, he hasn't had a lot of big plays, but uh, he's definitely uh, a, a weapon. Brad Sinopoli has been a catch machine this year. He's the third in the league in, the, in receiving. And um, William Powell, you know, I mean, they got uh, an excellent running back. And, when I look at the Eskimos defensively, um, I think overall they've been good this year, but they've given up a lot of yards and a lot of points and and and, and big chunks of uh, time and and uh, given up big runs of scoring and yards in, in games. And you know Trevor Harris does have three hundred uh, seven three hundred yard passing games this year, which I believe is only one back of Mike Riley. So he's he's capable of being a big play offense. They gotta really control William Powell. But I think this is an offense that can definitely get rolling against the defense that sometimes doesn't play with uh, a lot of consistency in the football game. And, you know, when I say that, uh, you know, you've got to go back to the uh, you know, Labor Day rematch game. They played three good quarters in the yep. fourth quarter. Now the whole team went away. But, you know, it wasn't just the defense. The whole team was terrible in the fourth quarter. Um, but that's what worries me the most is, you know, the Eskimos give up a lot of big plays. And the Red Blacks, even though they haven't produced a lot of big plays this year as, as much as last year, uh, Trevor Harris is someone that definitely can throw the ball deep and hurt you. Okay, yeah. that. Well, I'm sure fans love hearing that because the Eskimos secondary has been challenged at times throughout the <laughs> season. Dave, I'm going to throw one more at you. 
uh, and and not yet to people listening, but in a few minutes, I'm going to open up the phone lines to give away uh, tickets to Ric Flair when he speaks in Edmonton at the Jube on January 12th. Uh, you're into wrestling. There it is. There it is. Uh, why is Ric Flair worth going to see in person? Now, he's going to be speaking, not wrestling, uh, but you know way more than I do. Uh, fill me in here. Well, Ric Flair is one of the most charismatic, um, charismatic, best storyteller in that business. You know, as far as wrestling goes, he has wrestled everywhere. He has wrestled everybody, and he has done things with his body and that <laughs> no one should ever try. Um, it's oh, amazing how this man is living, considering how hard he treated his body. Like, are you talking um, roids or drugs or booze well, or talking, what? He can drink, man. Okay. I mean, I've, I've read and heard stories, and, and actually uh, ESPN just had a 30 for 30 documentary in the last year on Ric Flair. It was, was fantastic. And he told, you know, he talked about the wild parties he used to have, and, um, you know, and, and, and the, you know, the... <laughs> The, the doctor's telling him you're gonna you're gonna drink yourself to death, and, and uh, he defied everybody. And you know, ultimately, it's a kind of a sad story too because he kind of gave up a lot with his personal life and his family. Right. Um. And I, and I think now he's done a good job of, uh, you know, making amends. And unfortunately, he lost a son as well, um, which is which is too bad. Obviously, devastating. But a guy with a tremendous story, uh, tremendous career, and if you want to be Loud, amazed, shocked. This guy is going to uh, do all of those things and more. So Ric Flair is is going to be worth the uh, price of admission. And for a lucky listener tonight, I guess he's going to get tickets. So that's uh, he or she's going to get tickets. So that's awesome. That's great stuff, Dave. Hey, thanks for making time for me tonight. I know you had uh, kind of a busy there day there, and obviously a bit of an unusual day with the weather. Look forward to hearing you and Morley. You'll sign on at twelve thirty or more afternoon. Eskimos, Red Black. Take care, buddy. Thanks, thanks, pal. We'll uh, talk to you soon, okay? That is Dave Campbell checking in, producer of this show and our uh, color commentator on our Eskimos broadcast here on 630 Chet. So uh, there you go. Gable, good to go. Martise Jackson should make a big difference on the return game for the Eskimos, but watch out for Ottawa and the big plays. They could really go after the Eskimos secondary, so that's something to be concerned about. You can text 630-630. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'll open up the phone lines now. For somebody who has never won a prize from a radio station ever in their life, 780-496-0063, and you will have to answer a trivia question live on air that I will ask you, and I'm going to give you a hint here. I think this should be pretty easy, uh, so I'll give you a few minutes to do some research. It will be about Ty Ratty who's having a great little run here for the Edmonton Oilers. 780-496-0063. This is to see Ric Flair speak with guest moderator Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart Saturday, January 12th at the Jube. Coming right back. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Blue Bombers leading the Alouettes 3 0, six and a half minutes left in the first quarter. So we have a pair of tickets to see Ric Flair speak Saturday, June 12th at the Northern 
Alberta Jubilee Auditorium. I believe tickets uh, just went on sale today, but we're going to give them away right now. Again, you're going to have to answer a trivia question live on air. I'm going to say the question right now once, and then once I bring you on the line, you'll have five seconds to answer it. I don't consider it overly difficult. Hamid's going to be the first person up, and the question is, what Western Hockey League team did Ty Ratty play for? Hamid, go ahead. Uh, he played for the Portland Winterhawks. Hammett, absolutely. Now, did you check his bio during the commercial, or are you just that smart? Uh, I checked his bio during the commercial. Well, good for you, because I gave a hint. What do you think of Ratty? Do you think he's going to be able to keep rolling? Oh, I think he's going to score a lot of goals this year. He's doing awesome with the Hopkins and Connor lines. Right on. Now, are you a wrestling fan, or are you, like, are you going to go see Ric Flair? Are you going to give yeah. these to a buddy? I'm going to take my cousin. Uh, his name is Big G. Okay. And he's a big wrestling fan, so we're going to go meet him. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Favorite wrestler? Undertaker. Oh, jeez. Isn't he the guy, like, I don't, I just follow it through friends who know. Isn't he the guy that never lost at WrestleMania? Yeah, actually, no, I'm pretty sure he lost WrestleMania recently, unfortunately. Oh, they did end the streak eventually. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But I'll be uh, pretty excited to go to the Rick Flair talk show. Hammett, stay on the line because Kellen's going to take down your info, and I really appreciate that you listen to the show. Okay, have a nice day. That is Hammett who uh, wins. Oh, there's the. <laughs> I should have I I left room for that, Kellen. All right, that's good stuff. Uh, we, we may have, a little birdie told me, we, we may have more tickets for next week to give away to Ric Flair. But I'm just, I'm just going to say it in a quiet Ooh. Just say it in a quiet voice. I don't want don't to get carried away. Just putting it out there. Don't don't wanna don't wanna get too crazy about it. You can text six thirty six thirty. Morris says, "Can we call the game tomorrow the inconsistent bowl? The Eskimos should win, though. If it's close in the fourth, I don't have any faith in them pulling it out." David writes in. Hey, Reed, Martise Jackson is the missing piece for the Eskimos. The win over Calgary will make them more confident on defense. Don't forget, Darrell Walker will be back just in time for the playoffs. I'm calling a Grey Cup win on home turf for the first time in team history. A skeptical Morris and a confident David. Texting in to 630-630 about tomorrow's Eskimos game. Uh, Esks play tomorrow. The Oilers are going to play on Sunday. We'll have some more chat about what's going on on the ice with Jack Michaels when we get back. We'll also have our first ever edition of the 630 Ched Inside Sports MVP, courtesy Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll have the uh, story of a high school running back having an incredible season. All coming up in the next hour of the show. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.